trash intro. I'm just not doing great today. That's right. We're talking about Love Really Hurts Without You by Billy Ocean in the year 1976. Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other to find out what hurts and what doesn't i'm your host as always jake cressy joined by my loving co-host alex mildenberger have i never used loving before that seems like an obvious you probably yeah. have Fuck. you maybe have i feel like maybe i don't remember well it's, it's um, a, that's all i've got today i'm i mean i'm a lot of things i might be loving twice you could yeah you'd be twice loving yeah maybe more even once tight so... twice three times so loving co-host so we always say many covers but this one really had very very many covers you get a, uh, a number I really for me? had to uh no i don't have a number for you but i really had to whittle the list down mm-hmm. yeah, do when wanna, i was uh, do you want to start with your honorable down. mentions um yeah i don't have any specific ones but there were like a lot of those those um like exercise versions with all the different bpm mm-hmm. like settings and i swear there was one that was like two beats per minute slower than the other one so you start it and it's just like what like a bit slower but the same is very strange it feels weird mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of i said that there's a throwback 70s one that's like all lo-fi bunch of a slow acoustic versions i cut all of them but i regret that we'll get to that later uh some dance versions with all these like there was one that was like big electronic intro and then just like after that went into a regular cover of the song mm. That was, like, not really very, like, electronic dance. Very strange. Uh, and then one that just, like, was mostly vocal mixed, and uh, you could hardly hear the instruments. So those were all cut from this list, and many more. Yeah, so shout out to you, idiots. You know who you are. <laughs> um, here's a fun fact, Alex. You know the, the artist Frank Ocean? Uh, I do. Not, not at all inspired by Billy Ocean. His, but his name was inspired by the 1960s film Ocean's Eleven. Just like Billy Ocean. Was inspired by a, allegedly a sports team called Ocean's Eleven. Interesting. Well, that's a w- yeah, sorry, weird thing. I, I only heard some of your intro because there was cutting out a lot before. Good, great. It seems to be better now, so I didn't hear that yeah, part. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I got no other fun. Hang on, at the time of his single success, Ocean was quoted indirectly as considering himself the most surprised person in the world that Love Really Hurts Without You became a hit. So think about that. I will think about that. That is pretty cool. Uh, although it, I always wonder what it's like to be an artist to, that, like, puts a song out that maybe they're not 100% into, and then next thing they're like, now I have to perform it for decades. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that can be a real Maybe he did like commitment. it. I don't know. Just didn't expect it to do well. Yeah, because well, he had been, like, this was the second song single he had released under the name Billy Ocean, and he had mm-hmm. been trying for, he started in 1969. So he had been trying for about seven years at this point to crack into the industry. Yeah. And so, if anything, Which I think he was just used to, like, singles failing time and time again. And there was a quote about, because he was working on an assembly line uh, at nights, and he talks about, I don't know if it was this song or another song of his that came on, and he's like, as soon as I heard it on the radio, I, like, he, I felt relieved because I knew I could leave 
and so I did. Sweet. He just fucking just walked like out of the factory. <laughs> like I made it. I've heard myself on the radio one time. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. So yeah, pretty cool. This is Alex. Why are we talking about this song? I've never heard it before in my life. Um, sorry, you cut out a bunch. I, I just heard you say I've never heard it before in my yeah, life. Yeah, why are we talking about it? Oh, why are we talking about it? Uh, cause I heard I heard about it only recently as well. It was just some other podcast where someone mentioned it, and sometimes I care about things people mention, and sometimes I ignore them completely. Uh, but I listened mm-hmm. to it, and it's a pretty catchy song, and there's lots of covers, so I figured it'd be good for this show. Yeah, I was. You're cutting yeah. out a lot too, but I I got the gist of it. You heard it on a podcast, and you said, "Hey, yeah, fuck it, why not?" Yeah, let's let's take a look. And then I put together a playlist with all the covers I could find, and it was like three hours long. Jesus. So I had to pare it down a bit. That's fucking long. Um. Oh my god. Now I'm getting a headache. Yeah. Uh, Alex, oh, no. let's talk about the lyrics. Yes, let's talk about some lyrics. Um, this is a good opening line. I like it because he says, "You run around town like a fool, and you think that it's groovy." Yes, casually using groovy is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's what he's doing here. He's like, "You think it's fine? You think it's okay? But it's groovy, man, baby. Whatever. Whatever. Baby. Uh, exactly. So." He- Groovy, baby. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. It's Austin Powers in the flesh. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're giving it to some other guy who gives you the eye. You don't give nothing to me. Now, is, he, is it, like, just... Is it, like, in, is it fucking, Alex? Is that what it is? I, th- I think so. It really... Or, like, at least attention. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, he's, beginning of the song, really coming off like pretty, like, nice guy. You know? Mm-hmm. But he's not really saying, I'm a better option. He's just saying... You know, why isn't it me? It's almost like um, Talk to Me yeah. by, by Bruce Springsteen. It's like, what do I have to do to get your attention? Because they've decided they are infatuated by this person for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly because they painted a smile and dress all, all the, the while, while to, to excite, excite me. them. Me, Billy. But Les. Yeah, but don't you know you're turning me on? I know that it's wrong, but I can't stop the pain inside. I do. As much as I like uh, casual, casual use of groovy, I also like casual use of turning me on. Yeah. And I wonder, was it at one point considered like more of a euphemism? Right. Because I feel like Cause it's, if, if I hear yeah. someone say like, yeah, I'm turned on, I'm like, yeah, I have like a huge erection. It's <laughs> visible. Like you can see it. Like that's what I think of. Like yeah. if you've got, you're pretty deep into this, into this sexual feeling. But, like, in the 70s, was it more like, you're making me interested, or, like... Yeah, or, like, I'm, I'm excited. To get like, oh, you're turning you. me on. Like, I'm... Because you get turned on to new things, right? Like, oh, you turn me on to this new yeah. thing. I guess, uh, yeah, that, too. That is definitely <laughs> a use that I have used and heard. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, I'm assuming that's not what he means. Like, yeah, I'm about to pop, baby. Just say the word. <laughs> oh, I'm about Just to bust paint me that smile. Yeah, he's so uh, but he does know it's wrong. He knows it's wrong. Why is it wrong? Why is it wrong? Well, because, I mean, the whole thing he said before was like, this is a person who's ignoring me. But then the next line is like, you're doing this other thing for me. Okay, so is the, the implication that it's for him wrong? He knows that it's not actually that for him? wrong? 
Well, that's one possibility. I guess the other side of it is that, um, it's it's wrong for him to interpret it that way. Wrong for him to interpret it that way, regardless of whether it's they, whether they or not they have some history. It seems like they do. Mm-hmm. Right, because he's talking about the pain inside him. So yeah. that's my I don't know. So uh, usually I would think like breakup. Well, yeah, but maybe something similar to uh, "Here Comes the Night," or he's seeing them go around with other people. So he says, because he says, "Baby, love really hurts without you." So the implication is that he's had love with her, right? That he knows what love is like otherwise. Yeah, that's what I would assume. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it really seems like that, like he's watching from afar, mm-hmm. similar to, like you said, uh, Here Comes the Night. Check out our second episode of Cover Me, Here Comes the Night Here by comes them. The night. En- Check out, enjoy the smooth uh, audio of two men with different volumes of speaking, talking into the same microphone. Check it out on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Play. I think it's called Google Play. Is it called Google Podcasts? Google. I, well, they have a podcasting app. They have like a Podcasts app. Google, Google Podcasts Play app. You can also download podcasts, but I think they're phasing that out. And it's already shit. Oh, so okay. why would you want to use it? That makes a lot of sense. Check it out. That's our catchphrase for the for cover me. Check it out. <laughs> check it there. out. So, do you want to check out the chorus yeah. of this song? Baby, love really hurts without you. Love really hurts without you. And it's breaking my heart, but what can I do? And then he repeats it slightly differently. Because mm-hmm. he says, through and through. And it's also breaking my heart, but what can I do? Without you. Without you. Uh, so... I mean, I don't think there's much hidden in that. Yeah, so it's like it's he's talking about how difficult it is to adapt to loving someone either post-breakup or post-finding out they're cheating on you, okay? Because I think that's a possible interpretation if she's still painted a smile and dressed all the while to excite him. Yes, that's true. Um, that... Then why is it wrong? What's wrong? The, what is, I know that it's wrong, but I can't. So he thinks the pain is wrong? Is the pain wrong? Is it in reference to the next line? Yeah, I can't stop the pain inside me. So he's being cheated on. That That's your Possibly, yeah. that probably makes more sense. Because, like, he's saying, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're dressing and, and dressing up for me because we're in a relationship, but you're, you know, still running around town like a fool and giving it to this other guy. And he's like, but monogamy is what I want out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's not what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah? I think. Yeah. Yeah! Hey. Yeah! Well, it's we co- and it's breaking his heart. <laughs> yeah, as we come to... So... For, yeah, no, go ahead. <gasps> but then, okay, all right. So I think I totally missed it, and now it's coming... <laughs> Now it's now it's fleshing out. Now it's fleshing out. So he is in this relationship. Yeah. They are still dating. They haven't broken up. Yeah, it's possible. I'm looking at verse. There's no two breakup. Here. The relationship is still happening. Mm-hmm. But and he knows she's cheating, but he's like, but I'm so into her, what am I gonna do about it? Yeah, because she walks like a dream and you make like your queen of the action. You're using every trick in the book, the way that you look, you're really something to see. Mm-hmm. 
You cheat and you lie to impress any guy that you fancy. Love really hurts without you. Don't you know I'm out of my mind, so give me a sign and help to ease the pain inside. Pain inside me. So he's saying, is he still, is calling it love. He's referring, when he says love, mm-hmm. I believe he's referring to the relationship. Well, he's saying he's in love, but she's not. But they do seem to still be in a relationship. Yeah. And, and that's the pain he's referring to. Yeah. Is, um, I, I think he's a cuckold. I think that's what that is. Billy like, Ocean's literally. a cuck. Yeah, I think that is the topic of this song. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so surprised it did well. Maybe. It's a little bit under the surface of like, it's not immediately obvious that that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's what I'm leaning towards now. Yeah, you might be right. It reminds me a bit of, uh, is it Femme Fatale by uh, the Velvet Underground? Uh, Femme Fatale. She's walking Femme down she the street. Please. Walking down the street again. No, no a that's song. a different one. That's um. Down on the knees, my, my friend. friend. You better hit her. Dun, 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 dun. There she goes. There she goes. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's making me think of. Similar idea. I'm trying to remember the lyrics of "There She Goes" specifically enough to like get those themes out. You see her walking on down the street with all your friends. She's gonna meet. He's going to meet. Yeah. That one, I, I guess, initial reaction, more about just insecurity. Right. And, like, jealousy of, like, and, and, and lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some maybe going it's, on Maybe well. it's the in-between between There She Goes and Femme Fatale. Because Femme Fatale is about how she's going to break your heart and play you for a fool again or right. whatever. Did you say that? Yeah. That's a good okay, song. Okay, so yeah. Billy Ocean always balancing out Velvet Underground songs. Yeah, that's what he's known for. But yeah, you're right. He's he's a big he's got big cuck energy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and makes it really catchy. Yeah, no kidding. Um, really that, catchy. That's really it this for is lyrics. A, this is a good chorus to sing along to. Yeah, Cause especially because sure. it's it's one of those songs where like the topic is painful, but he. He blasts it out like it's a fucking jam, right? Baby, oh, absolutely. Love really hurts without you. <laughs> yeah, so catchy. That was, I mean, it really sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And it, like for me, I swear, like I think it was when I was making the playlist before we'd even decided to do this song. I was like, I like, I listened to it because, you know, I was making the playlist and then just like could not get it out of my head. And I swear I listened to it like four or five times that day, just like kept going like at work. And I was like tapping around. Fuck yeah. Got my standing desk. Oh, nice. You can dance while you work. Fuck yeah, dude. That's the secret to living long. Yeah. Um, Well, I'll get back to you on that. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't lived long yet. Yeah, let me know when, we'll you, when you feel like you've lived long. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, damn, this is because of the dancing. Because of the dancing. Um, it's the dancing. So the, the piano rhythm is very similar to the song... Uh, what is it? I Can't Help Myself by The Four Tops. Wow, I super don't know that song. You know, I can't help myself. Sugar pie, honey bunch. You know that I love you. You know that song. 
Well, the bass, it, yeah, the piano is the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably know that song. Yeah, skip to the skip to the chorus on it, you bastard. Oh, I think I skipped the chorus by accident. I guess if you go like ten seconds in, that's when it starts. <laughs> oh, okay, that's. Hmm, I don't think so. Really? Well, sometimes it's hard to say, but it's not ringing any bells yet. That's bizarre, Alex, but... Or spinning any tops, for that matter. Hey, hey. No, that's the name of the band. That's the name of the band, Alex. Yeah. Um, yes. yes, so it's got that, that like, bass pattern at the start mm-hmm. on the piano, which is really, it starts on, like, the root and then jumps down a fourth and then climbs up one, like, a, a whole step. Yeah. And they just keep playing it over and over again in these, like, two, I think, bar uh, sections. And plays that four times, and every time it just like adds more instrument, mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, and that that rhythm stays yeah. throughout. It's really the backbone of the song. Yeah, it really does support it. Oh, uh, really simple drums on this. I didn't even take note of the drums. exactly. Uh, and you, so we get yeah, we get like strings and uh, some brass in here that really bring in the energy, particularly for the chorus. Yeah, and I was wondering, because he's got, like, he's from Trinidad and Tobago, right? Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if there's, like, some Caribbean influence on there. Because there is, like, a, there's a guitar accent on the two and the four. Mm. Which is what you get from a lot of Jamaican music. Right. Skanking. I'm not sure about Calypso music um, having that accent or not i was listening to some but i I haven't heard enough of it Mm -hmm. um but they're also they're kind of they're doing that guitar accent on the two and the four but still the piano is still playing uh chords on the the downbeat on the one and the three Mm. so i thought that was kind of neat i'm sure that happens a lot but i thought it was interesting yeah kind of something's going on every beat Mm Hmm. yeah you don't get that often and then you get a little bit of that guitar flourish too, like between lines. Yeah, it's doing it's it's doing some work, you know, between when he's singing, and uh, there's also uh, the the chord I was mentioning. I said it's piano, but there's also, or maybe exclusively, I think it's an electric piano. Mm. It's like very like echoey and like crystalline but i i almost wonder like i thought it might be some kind of chime or steel drum uh-huh but i i don't know um i i went to ep ultimately but uh i was a little unclear yeah i i couldn't tell you alex i didn't i didn't pick like, up on it like do, you did do, do, do. yeah so that's a sound that's happening mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure an ep could make a sound like that um and then yeah, the strings come back in for like the chorus when it really like really got a rip, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the backup vocals on this are what I really took note of because they're pretty involved. They do. Okay. They do a lot of a shoop to do do a doop a do do, and then they're like present throughout the chorus. Love really hurts without you. They they just do a lot of a lot of good moments. They got a lot of big moments, which you don't always get. Yeah, there's a lot of support. Like if you watch, uh, I mean, if you watch any of the live versions, there's mm-hmm. usually a backup vocal section of three or four people. 
singing along with him. Mm-hmm. There was one version I watched from like 97 or so. Yeah. It is off of Noel's House Party, 1997. And I swear, it it's either they did like performed it exactly the same as the recording or it's literally just the recording Hmm. playing but like they've got a whole stage of performers i don't get it because like the way he does it is exactly the same as the recording i swear Hmm. so i don't know if they're just doing a good job or if they decided they would get all those people out like they've got backup vocalists obviously he's there with his dreadlocks looking pretty cool and like a whole stage and then just like play the original recording like that seems so strange to me yeah and noel is Noel. yeah it is uh, uh it's a it's a track it really seems like it yeah. just look at the drummer Oh wait, maybe not. They hit that symbol. Yeah, I mean some I think sometimes like with the drummer especially, it can seem a little out of sync cuz mm-hmm. of recording or whatever and the distance between the drums and the microphone wherever those are placed. Mm-hmm. Probably would be several in a recording situation like this, but it also seems like that's not happening. But it would be weird cuz like if you're in the audience, that person is hitting the drums. Yeah. At the very least. Like, you'd hear those, too. So, I I don't know how this works. Maybe it's a combination of the two, but it seems too close to be possible. Yeah. Like, there's always something a bit different. And even, like, I watched another one from 2014, a number of years later, you might know. I will mm. not tell you what number that is, uh, but you can do the math. I can't. Um, and, he's, it, I mean, it sounds like a live performance. You know, it sounds different. And actually, I think they transpose it down, like, three steps or so. Mm. Because when I was playing along with it, it was a D, a D instead of an F. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that turns out there. this song is not that difficult to play along to. And it's so much fun. I bet. It's a fun song. It is a fun and song. the other thing... So the strings do come in. Sorry, to completely jump back into what we were talking about yeah. before. Um, let's see. Uh, there's also, like, they replay the intro kind of between the, um, or after the chorus before the second verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the strings come in, and they actually do a couple other They've got an interesting thing going on. Like, they've got sort of a chord progression, but there's some more notes they're playing in between. Like, they've got some connecting notes. And I was trying to figure out exactly what was happening. Uh, I'm not that skilled in that, but as far as I could tell, most of the time they were just playing the same chords. But in one case, they turned a G minor into a G minor 7th, which might mean that they were playing a G minor 7th before, mm-hmm. but I didn't think they were. So like they're they're adding color with the core with the strings I I believe at least in some cases right which is kind of neat yeah just to make it sound bigger and feel a little different yeah I mean obviously a minor seventh chord would probably fit the theme of the song pretty well 
Yeah, I suppose it's it would. a little bit, little bit sadder, a little bit more tension, mm-hmm. discord. Yeah, and those strings do uh, they they stick around after the chorus, they but in a smaller, smaller uh, context in the second verse. Like it's just one, one mm-hmm. instrument that does some long sustains. Following that progression, which is pretty simple, it's like. Mm-hmm. It's, I believe it's an F. It's just like playing F, C, and G, and then um, D minor. There is sometimes a B flat mm. in there. Like it's, it's not super complicated, but it's uh, obviously the music around. It's pretty catchy. Yeah, um, that's really all I've got. I guess like like he he increases his intensity in singing near the end, and he's good at right. that sounds good but i believe he also modulates up like the the key changes up yeah yeah at that time too um so they sing it up for a while which i mean makes the whole thing feel a little bit more intense it's usually probably the most basic thing that that can be used for. yeah it's a classic move increase intensity by increasing frequency yeah buddy that's what i always say yeah getting hit by more waves Mm Hmm. the same amount of time that's right. It's probably not why, but it might be. Could be. It sounds good. Um, do Do you have anything else to say about the original? Um, nothing that I haven't already said about how catchy it is and uh, what a good time it is to sing along to. All right. Well, let's move on to the year 1977, where we'll be talking about our first cover by the uh, Swedish dance band Sven you. Sven Eriks. So when I googled Sven Eriks, all I got was a website, Sven-Eriks.com, mm-hmm. that was trying to sell me fake Ray-Bans. That's right. It was under construction. There was like a hundred links for fake Ray-Bans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't get much else about them. It was weird because the link just straight up said fake Ray-Bans, too. Yeah, buy fake Ray-Bans. I was like, um, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm fine, actually. I guess if you're like, hey, if you're paying this little for Ray-Bans, you know they're not real. Yeah. Like, they look fine. Check them out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's some honesty there. But yeah, if you go to the like the second page on Google, you get their Wikipedia page. So they're a second page on Google. Yeah, what? I know, right? What are you, some kind of researcher? Yeah, it's stupid. I was actually mad I had to go that far. So they're they're a Swedish dance band. They formed in 1965. They're named after their their lead singer, and and Google translated it to Chaplin. I don't know if he's literally a chaplain or if that's some <laughs> band role I'm not familiar with. But yeah, his, his, yeah, it's the chaplain of the band. Cha- the chaplain of the band, Sven Eriks who later got some form of cancer and left the band, but they just continued on. But I think he was around for this period. Um, yeah, they've got yeah. over 30 albums. I honestly didn't think these were Swedish vocals. I thought they were Spanish. Um, they sound, uh, they sound accented. They do sound That's accented. And also, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the album name, but it has slut in it. So Nice. I'm, I'm into it. It's like Nair Kvelen Stanzer Slut. Danzar Slut for sure. Dance. Dance. Yeah. Dance has got to be dance. Yeah. Dance. Er Slut. Slut dance. Yeah, all right. So it opens with 
like a harpsichord sound. Yeah. And it's like pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. Like it really like just cuts right in. And it's doing the the like bass line. Yeah. Like yeah. It's very harsh on the ears. But- and then they get some more instruments too, but it's like bass and guitar. Like it's mm-hmm. not a big orchestral type or big band type big band. You know. Yeah. It's not as many people playing instruments. Yeah, it do- and it doesn't get that same energy on the transition to the chorus that the original has. That's true. It's very um similar from one to the other. Yeah. They don't really have that same transition. Um but there is I mean, I think the guitar changes strumming patterns at one point. Because, like, their guitar strumming... Let me just turn it up a bit here, because it's hard to see. Yeah, it's go quite ahead. Quiet. Right, they start with just, like, strumming eighth notes, and it almost sounds like kind of lazy strumming. Like, it's just like... And then later on, they do, like, a... But it's really background stuff. Like, it's very much rhythm. Guitar. Mm-hmm. That's like their big change, and it kind of stays that way for the rest of the song. That's about one twenty, I think, when it okay. that other sound happens. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much it. Although right at the end, they throw in what sounds to me like a Mellotron string track. Okay. Um, this is like their repeats at the end, and soon right. like. Mm-hmm. But like strings. Okay. I'll believe it. Which I don't think is actual strings. I think it's a Mellotron or something like a Mellotron. Right. Yeah, I'd believe that because I don't think these guys have strings. And uh, and they also the original it just like fades out, but they like repeat the intro Mm -hmm. to do an actual like ending, and then be like bang and then and then now you're like wow. Or whatever they do, something like that. That song ended. Yeah, it was what I did. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, and it's... and it sure does end. It sure does end. Um, but it's not uh super duper exciting. No, it's not. There's a few different sounds, but I wouldn't say they add much to it. No, it doesn't really feel like super rock and roll or anything. It certainly doesn't. Um, yeah, but it's it's, uh, it's okay. Kind of boring. Coming up next on the, the the Hot 100, it's our second artist whose name starts with B. It's Bad Boys Blue in 1986. A multinational pop group that was formed in Cologne, Germany. Is that how you say it? Cologne. I always say cologne. It looks like the word cologne, so that's mm, what I go with. That's, that's a good guess. And this is another group that's been around for a while, mm-hmm. um, similar to Sven Eriks. Uh, and it also had many lineup changes. Yeah. If the last one at least lost Sven Eriks, I don't know if they had lineup changes. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so there's this guy, like John McInerney. John McInerney. John McInerney. And he seems to be the only constant member. Mm-hmm. And right now, like, to present, was listed as the only member of the band. Right. Um, so apparently they're still together, or at least he's still spiritually the band. 
But this is from a little later, and I think they had some core members that were no longer around at this point because they have some hits that are like semi well known. But this is, I think, after that period. Mm. I think, because um, I also thought it was two thousand one, but I'm still I'm pretty sure it's still that. I guess I could check because I do have internet access. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Sure. Maybe. What did? What year did you say it was? Eighty six. Okay. No, this is prime. This is early days. Mm. This is prime. Bad boys blue. Yeah, this is. I had the year wrong. The height of their game. So you know when yeah, people are right. like, "Oh man, '80s music is like too synthetic and sounds like shit." Yeah, that's what this version is. Honestly, when I thought it was 2001, I did not question it. <laughs> it feels very like electronic R and B. I was like, "Yeah, this could be like early 2000s boy band stuff." Mm. Like I believed it. Did you believe it? No. Would you have believed it? I, that's as, no? as soon as I like like because I was just listening throughout the week and I was like, okay, this one was made in the eighties. And then I looked at the year and it was like two thousand one. I'm like, okay, that's not right. This is from a compilation. Let's <laughs> let's check online. All right, fair enough. Um, it still has a little bit of that feeling. It sounds like um, a like a song they left off of the labyrinth soundtrack because it was garbage. <laughs> I would not have blamed them. And, but it really has that, like, e- synth bass. Yeah, a very, like, Yeah, and this, like, really, like, bright, jangly guitar. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, kind of echoey. And it's just playing, like, it's just, like, a different bass pattern. Yeah. And then, like, drum machine. Yeah, it's like, like it's like an machine. up and down on the bass pattern. It's like, boom, ba 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 boom, ba 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 boom, ba 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 boom, ba 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 boom. Yeah. That's the one. And, uh, and this huge drum machine, like, kicks. I think yeah, it's a drum machine. Yeah, it's, oh, it's 100% a drum machine. Um, sometimes they'll do both, though, and I think it's all drum machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got that up and down pattern and, like, lots of synth patterns. Yeah, and you get They've like just got... bright notes from the synth. Okay, so you're like, beep! <laughs> you're like, okay, great. You're like, yes, we know synthesizers. We have them. Yeah. They do good things now. 1980s. 1980s. Synth it up. Um, pretty lackluster vocal performance. It's just like it's there. Yeah, I think. I think they have a better singer. I don't know. I feel like I was listening to another one of their songs. That sounded a little better, anyway. Right, so they didn't bring out their but best I think it's guy. A different, yeah, and they're only like three guys. Hmm. Um. Yeah, high pitch synth. The that. Yeah, it's just it's it sounds like a bad '80s song, and that's turn a turn a good '70s song into a bad, bad '80s, 80s song. song. And like, I love the '80s. That show, I love the oh. '80s, was still playing on VH1. They could get me. To be one of the talking heads, except I was not alive in the 80s. But you can still love the 80s. That's right. Maybe you have to not be from the 80s to love the 80s. That's possible. I feel like, I mean, I don't really love the 90s that much. I like them more than I used to, but I was there, so I'm like, what's the big deal? Yeah, you're like, it wasn't that great. <laughs> so here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. This is the big thing about this one for me, mm-hmm. is the transition between, so after the, uh, chorus this is about one just after 110 yeah so at the end of the chorus it like transitions back into like an intro section and it's kind of jarring like it it feels very different 
Okay, hang on. Here it comes up. Yeah. Like he says, what can I do with that? And then suddenly it's like. <laughs> so it's like a very like hard transition, which is neat kind of. Yeah. Only because when it went from that to the like verse, it didn't sound so drastic. Mm-hmm. So I guess there must be like some gradual change. And then suddenly they go from the end of the chorus to that. And it's like. Yeah. And, like, you feel it like it. You know, it's an impact. Well, you got to remember, originally it was supposed to be to the actions happening in the movie Labyrinth, so... Oh, of course, <laughs> yes. That would be like David Bowie smashing a mirror or something. Yeah. Passing through, and there are just glass balls uh, everywhere. Glass balls and Muppets fucking hanging from the ceiling or something. Muppets fucking. Muppets fucking, yeah. I have I have still been watching, um, speaking of Muppets Oh, fucking, the uh, Dark actually. Crystal. Dark Crystal? So... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm up on, I'm, I'm, I'm into Muppets right now. Right, Muppets are big. Muppets just, I just saw Muppets doing an advertisement for some fucking Facebook thing. Facebook thing. Yeah, it's like was a, it on Facebook or was it for Facebook? No, it's it's powered by Facebook. It's like it, it basically, oh. what if you could do, uh, you know, like, uh, video chats, but through your TV instead of through your computer amazing how that's impossible impossible right everyone knows tvs emit chat killer (laughs) exactly what a piece of shit get fucked facebook yeah so on that note on that note this song has a guitar solo in it's time to talk about billy loft That's right. 2010, That's next, our right? second 2010. Billy. He looks like uh, yes, Steve uh, Harvey. Also, our <laughs> third artist, whose name starts with a B. Hey, what happens when we reach five? We don't. <laughs> um, we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, we'll never know. So he's he was born in the USA and he moved to Australia at some point, and he's inspired by born gospel music. And he, according to his website, likes to use cultural styles. Okay, it's called world music, so, Billy Lofton. Grow yes. up. Yes. Well, I mean, it says world mix in the in this name song title. This is the world mix. Mix, 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 and then just hand drums. Um, does he have just a non-world mix version of it? I don't. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Let's go to album. Doesn't look like it. Certainly not. On um. Album. So this is the world mix, and like I like world music. Mm-hmm. Generally, this was a bit much. Oh, what? Because it's six minutes long, Alex. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. But also, like, so it opens up, and it's all just like hand drums, and like there's a kit, I think, as well. Yeah. And there's just this like. So there's that, and that goes on for a while. They're adding a bunch of stuff. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. And honestly, I feel like I wouldn't mind it if it was its own thing. But I don't know. Uh, and then, like, there's a synthesizer. Like, synth pads come in. There's all this stuff, and there's, like, a clicky percussion. That then the bass line comes in. So, like, it's done all this stuff. Like, introduces all these instruments. And then you get the, like, But then it goes away, and there's more... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, various instruments, and then it comes back again. So, like, the intro is very long. 
Yeah, and the then, intro is a minute and yeah. 50 seconds long. And then they break to it again, like, halfway through, like you were saying. Yeah. So it's quite, quite extensive, like, just other stuff of, like, let's do some percussion. Okay, so I've sent you a link on your phone to the his single version of Love Really Hurts. Which is also somehow, like, the same length. It's four seconds shorter. <laughs> if you want to cut it to, to, like, two minutes, ten seconds in, you'll get a, a feeling for the vibe. Hang on, apparently my WhatsApp on my computer broke. Well, rest in peace, WhatsApp on computer. Honestly, he keeps in those world beat voices, though, at 40 seconds. Alright, so not world mix. Yeah, I totally picked it because it was the world mix. Yeah. Alright, well... Oh, wow, this is just, like, also a remix. Yeah! Not what I would expect I don't, from I gospel music-loving Billy Lofton. I think I like the world mix better. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, yeah, so it's got a very, like, uh, like a muted kind of synth bass going on in this one. Yeah, kind of, like, airy and, and ambient type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the, like, for the first, like, two seconds of the intro, it sounds like the, the, uh, percussion intro to The Way You Are by Tears for Fears. Oh, shit. I can't think of that line right That's now. It's just like boom. It's just, you know, it's percussion shit. Like Okay, yeah. And this is definitely that. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's like sandwiched in the middle of just a bunch of like world music shit. Mm. I wouldn't even say it's like it's that like general like world music thing that you get from I don't know, anybody. Yeah. Like like I feel like as far as world music goes, it's not that interesting. Like this is you could get this from like Sting or Peter Gabriel or fucking Ry Cooter. I don't know. Yeah, like, like this kid, it's just so like generic. It is just like it is like oh, we got to make sure they know it's world music. Yeah. So I don't know. It didn't feel. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. His like his vocals are fine. It's uh, again, and I was expecting to like it more. It's a very sub like a subdued version compared to the original. So many versions have trouble matching the energy in the original, which is part of what makes the original so captivating. Right, and I get trying to drop that and be like, "Well, they did that so well, we don't want to try it at all." Mm-hmm. But also, they didn't make it very good other than that yeah you didn't, so. you didn't provide something different in place of that you're just like well here's a worse version of the song you like yeah you're like thank you i don't want this yeah so on that note i think we should talk about brian b brian b in 2013 artist whose name starts with b um yeah and he's a and final he's a dutch surnamer singer i was having trouble with him because brian b is a really common name i actually like managed to get him i just put in brian b singer and i actually found him pretty quick (laughs) i i i think i put in brian b artist and it was like Mm. wait brian b music that didn't help no almost at all yeah, Brian B. Artist was like, by paintings. I was like, no! Wrong person. Maybe it is the right person. Yeah, so he's like from South America, but born in like a, I guess a Dutch colony. 
or maybe has Dutch parents because that's the why he's part Dutch, part surnamer. Okay. Um, he's an R and B singer. Uh, surprised to find out that he's Dutch. A lot of Dutch and yeah. Swedes on this version on this episode. Yeah, there are a lot of like Northern Europeans. Yeah. Um, but so this is from an album called The Night of Soul. I assume it's live. Yeah. I believe there's 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 applause at the end. Must be it. Must be a Halloween album, right? A Night of Soul. Yeah. Yes, because it's spooky and also topical because Halloween just happened. Yeah, Halloween at time of recording. Two fucking weeks after this comes out but yeah uh, very topical for us here recording yeah, highly topical in the past oh time travel Ooh. um so the thing he does in this one yeah. is he like fucks with the timing yeah of the of the uh verses and like start like he'll come in early on something instead of waiting for a, a bar or something and then later on he like waits at a different point, so then it kind of stretches it out in p- some parts, yeah, and collapses it in others. So it it first time I heard, it, I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" It's like because he comes in early and it's like weird, but right. it's cool. Yeah, and he also does like more of a kind of staccatoy bouncing piano keys, right? Which is I'm, that makes it feel a little more urgent, a little more peppy. Yeah, you know, a little more pepita, <laughs> as we say in the business. As we. That's called foreshadowing. Hey, I see that. Yeah. Um, he does have backup vocals on this. I think he's got a, a good voice. I think he knocks out like having energy and, and, yes, and singing he does. in key. And he does at one fifty eight we get well. a nice uh like vocals in piano bridge that is not in the original. That's true. It's just this like twinkly piano, like diddly 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 and he kinda like sings over it. Is like without, without you. you. You know, it's a little breakdown. It's it's a good thing to do in a live performance. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back, cuts out the music. Gotta love those. Love it. Baby. And he's got the brass coming the in strong with him. Yeah. He's got the backup so, vocals. Yeah. Good shit. It's, and then at yeah. the end he does the like Like he does an ending. Without you. Um, so it doesn't change it like a ton, mm-hmm. but I think it's a solid version, especially as a live version. Yeah. Because I've always, I mean, we always seem to, to support the idea that a live version maybe doesn't have to do as much. Um, because I don't know. It's free. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just like a, it's like a bonus. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like you get to see the other cool stuff that you came for and then like, oh, he also sang Love Really Hurts Without You. So maybe he has a recorded version. I don't know, exactly. but this version was actually well done. Like when you and I went to, you and me and, and Will and Steven went to fucking the Interrupters, it, every act yeah. had a cover they did. Yeah. And those were honestly some of the biggest moments of the night were those covers. Absolutely. I mean, well, actually, the Interrupters version of Bad Guy that they played, they actually have released that as a single. Oh, shit. It's on Spotify if you ever want to hear it. Yeah, well, I've been trying to put uh, together that was a fun. playlist for that, so. So put that on there. Yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah, we were talking about it. Fuck, I should have told you immediately. Yeah, you, you would think, <laughs> Alex, you would think. You might think. I wonder if I've already got it on there. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't it, though? Let me see. Uh, uh, no, I don't have it on there. Okay, well, it's worth putting on. Boom, it's on there now. Um, Hang on, I gotta... All right. Um, 
I gotta navigate some menus here. Here we go. There we go. It's on now. Yeah, it's fucking asshole. But yeah, see, it's like yeah, it's like a freebie. If you see this at a show, you're like, oh, awesome. He played all these hey, way songs to go, Brian. and some other fucking song. I like. He does a good job. He does better than a yeah. lot of these recorded versions. But you're right about it. it. It really is not very original, but still sounding good. So fuck it. Yeah, and it, yeah. Grats, BB. Grats, BB. Let's move on to Pepita Slappers in 2014. Fucking Swedish so Rockabilly Band. Swedish Rockabilly Band. Uh, it's high octane rockabilly from northern Sweden, I'm according so to sick them. This low octane rockabilly. Yeah, well, you need to go to northern Sweden, my friend. Right. Because, um, also, when I, like, got to the end of the playlist and Spotify just played a random song, mm-hmm. it played more Swedish rockabilly from a different band. What so I'm fuck? pretty sure there's, like, a Swedish rockabilly movement or something. What's the octane because, like on it, though? Um, it was, like, it was, like, mid-high octane. Mm, some mids. Yeah. <laughs> some good mid-octane content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, mid-high. Like low mid high. Low mid high. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe uh, these guys really seem like a like a real touring band. Like yeah. they're playing shows. They're on the road. Yeah, that was the emphasis Sweden. on their web pages. Like we're a band. We yeah. do this. Here's where you can fucking see us. And we play music to people. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes, that's the dream. Yeah, that's the a. like. That's the like. Um, what's it? I'm going to say platonic ideal again. That's like the rock and roll thing. Live on the road and just like play shows, you know? Yeah, I mean. If Don't that's, worry about this recording studio stuff. That's what we're fucking just, Boston play for the people. captured in rock and roll band. Playing all the bars, sleeping in our cars. We practice right out there in the streets. That's where rock and roll happens, man. Yeah. Happens on the street with the people. Yeah. It's folk music. It's actually getting me amped up. Let's talk about this. Sorry, yeah, let's not let's not get let's, get me all riled up to hit the streets <laughs> and just like hit things as drums. Yeah, like, everything just, is rhythm. Like, everything is music. Man, wow! All right, so that's what these guys do. Um, and yeah, and this is it's like rockabilly. It's it feels very different because it's like a totally different song underneath the lyrics. Basically. Yeah, we get the rhythm guitar going. It's a like a boogie bass line. It's, it's the the drums are a little more involved, just a little more like lively. Yeah, yeah, and um, feels cool. Like like you could nineteen fifties dance to this pretty easily. Probably could to the original as well. Actually, oh yeah. Now that I think about it, um, I wrote ten fifties though. I could not ten fifties dance to this very easily. No. Uh, maybe you could. I don't know what a ten fifties dance would be. They probably didn't even have a foxtrot yet. Oh my god! If you can't foxtrot, what can you do? <sighs> Not trot. Maybe other trots. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the instrumentation doesn't change much throughout the song. Like, there's not a ton of build. Yeah. And and rock. That is its problem. Down. I would say is it. It is pretty one note throughout verse and chorus. Yeah, which. I mean, they try to keep the energy up constantly, as opposed to, like, ups and downs, mm-hmm. which is somewhat in keeping with the original, I would say. Um, but it definitely does feel to me like it's somewhat limited. It's kind of a novelty act, mm-hmm. you know? 
like as much fun as this music is a lot of the time they're maybe a little limited by that's what they're trying to create yeah, without necessarily want to come out forward. in their, their greaser clothes and and dance yeah. so you gotta you gotta lay yeah. down the rhythm and keep it going so it's fun but it's limited mm-hmm. i enjoyed it though yeah and they do uh the little uh instrumental break around 141 which is right there's a little hootenanny break yeah and then um, uh it does a little it does a weird little outro with the drums and the guitar too where it's like yeah there's a lot of cymbals yeah but they just kind of get that like sustain it yeah and then without you and then it ends a lot of people insist on doing a real end to the song and i think that's i think that's a good choice yeah, particularly for a group like this, where their focus is like a live show. We've discussed this before. Fade outs are weird on a live show. Like, you got to end it somewhere. You can't just fade out for three minutes or something. Like, no, it's still a little bit of volume. Like, it has to end. So, doing an ending like that feels better, I think. Yes. Sorry, I, I, okay, I got cool. distracted. Um, what did you say? <laughs> I said doing an ending like this, a sudden one, feels a little better. Yeah, it, it feels more uh, more conclusive. Mm-hmm. And with that, speaking of conclusions, we'll stop talking about Pepita Slappers and start talking about Sherry? 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 Uh, I'm saying Sherry, uh, but I don't know. In the year 2014. <laughs> find anything on cherry sherry i not a lot um i could find some conflicting information though if you want to hear it i would love to so soon may soon may that's the name of the song yes that's the the name it's not in english uh they've translated the title uh as far as i could tell it is afrikaans for kiss me really yeah but also sherry seems to be I don't know, because I looked her up, and if you look her up on Spotify, she's, like, on, like, appears on playlists, and it's, like, one is, like... One does say something about African. Yeah, I see South that. African. Uh, but there was another one, and I don't see it anymore, but I swear she was. It was, like... Okay, so it seems to have fixed itself by now, but I swear she was listed as being on, like, um, these, like, Latin music playlists, and I was, like, this isn't Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that clears it up. So yeah, she's also got um, Northern European roots, right? Uh, if she's South African. Oh yeah, I guess. So, and I could tell from the uh, just the the music sounds very German techno, right? Um, at least Euro techno. Yes, yes, it does. Now, uh, although this, <laughs> did you look at the album artwork? It's very awkward. Yeah, it's just like her, and she's, she's like. Gotta lean over, show a little cleavage, but yeah, she's also clearly laying down. Yeah, but also, I it it makes it feels like a like you know those comic book covers that are like gotta show tits and ass. Yeah, but also they have to be like upside down and like twist around. So this is clearly something that's physically possible, but it also still seems awkward. Right, like she, it's not comfortable. Yeah. Uh, but See, I was gonna make a joke about vocal cord parasites. <laughs> 
because because they're Afrikaans. Afrikaans. Vocal cord parasites. But it's too the late. The vocal cord parasites. The moment is Wolakia virus, yeah. Did I set you up? Did I set you up? <laughs> no, I, think we, I don't think we should have ever touched on it. Death okay. Stranding comes out the week uh, before this episode. So, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. It's probably interesting, no matter mm-hmm. what. Um, Yeah, the album's also called Mama. Mama. So we should talk about this song. Uh, More synthesizers. Yes. Like a Euro dance um, track, man. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. There's clap sounds, drum machines all over the place. It's mm-hmm. all synthesizers. Um like I said, uh it's it's not in English. The title is Soon My mm-hmm. uh or however they say it. Uh, which means kiss me. So it's like kiss me. Kiss uh, me. I don't know how the um translation goes. But it's de- yeah, it's definitely in the same like rhythm and and melody. Yeah, so it's and uh, and yeah, very like techno sounding. But there's a part, there's a section. No. It's about just over one minute in, like one oh three, one oh five. Mm-hmm. There's like a little doot doot boop 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 boop. It reminds me of on Melancholy Hill. By the gorillas. Okay, yeah. You hearing that? A little bit. Yeah, I can hear it a little bit. Yeah, it's not like a ton. It's just similar. It's got some similarities. Similarities. Yeah. That's what we're here to talk about. Similarities, but also differences. Yeah. That's what I like to call comparing and contrasting. Comparing me. The only podcast where we take two things that are similar, but different. And talk about why. Mm-hmm. And why not. So she ends with repeating one of the lines a bunch. I can't remember which one. Is it soon, May? Maybe. No. No, it's not. Okay, like right at the end? Yeah. And then it goes back to, well, like 10, like 20, 10, 20 seconds before the end. No, 10 seconds before the end. And then it goes back to the piano yeah. line and ends with an. I don't know what they say. Yeah, and it's got this little like chimey outro. It's like ding 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 ding. That's the other thing. Is they like bring that bass line back in mm-hmm. like part way through? I think. Yeah, part way through, and then again at the end yeah. on that like chime sound. So that comes up a couple times. Yeah. So it's kind of neat that they like still incorporate some of the original, which I don't think Pepita Slappers did. No. They they kept the original lyrics in. Good choice. Yeah. Even though it's quite a bit different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. This this one. Uh. I don't know. I I didn't feel a high energy enough for me for what it was. Yeah. It's got. The, I I'm sure it would be fine as a dance I track. I could whip my hair back and forth to it, Alex. <laughs> That's true. Maybe in 2014. Oh, wait. Was that from 2014? It was from 2014. Well, shit. I think that has the edge on this one. Mm. Um, speaking of the edge, he probably has never heard of this next version we're going to talk about, which is by <laughs> Rosanna Francesco in 2019. 
Yeah, so these last two are both acoustic versions. Both elevator music. Yeah. Um, so I didn't listen to them all the way through when I was making the playlist. And the last one sounded like it might get interesting. So basically what I'm saying is I wish I had kept on the like slow acoustic vocal versions right. of some guy being like, Love really hurts without you. Love really acoustic hurts guitar, acoustic guitar. Like, you. But I took them off because I was like, nah, we're just going to shit on these. Yeah. So this is what I put on instead. <laughs> this is what we shit on instead. Um, so the first one. Actually, I put this one on because there was a just solo acoustic piano version. This version also has a violin. That's right. Um, the other thing about this one, mm-hmm. um, big one, big thing about this one for me, I wasn't a fan. Oh, yeah. First of all, um, until it, no, okay. We've talked right. about the energy, yes, being low in some of them, and this one feels like it's too low. Mm-hmm. Especially because if you look at the album name. It literally contains the words energetic and fast. <laughs> and this really doesn't have that. No, it doesn't. It's not a great piano arrangement. I mean, I always think of Peter Bentz as like the gold standard of that. Mm-hmm. And this is very far in the other direction. It doesn't feel like he can make it sound really energetic and, and peppy. Right? But this was not that. And I was wondering if maybe it would be a good idea to instead of using like a grand piano use something smaller mm-hmm. like so, like a, a a brighter upright or something because i feel like sometimes with peppier songs it's easier to feel um that feel that like immediacy yeah with that brighter sharpness sound. with like a smaller more contained sound as opposed to like the real lushness of of a grand piano that has so many more like it's just a huge resonating cavity with all these um, harmonics coming out of it. Yeah. Um, but also, I think Peter Bentz doesn't need that. So he's an expert, but in this kind of case, maybe it would be better to use a different kind of piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't that great overall. No, it's because it's literally just the piano doing the piano bit, and then the yeah. violin doing the vocals, and it's just like... Like, yep, okay. those two, yep, that's You're true. Like, I can't that's, wait for uh... this community theater uh, performance to begin. You know, like, people are coming in, getting to their seats. You're looking at the program. You're like, yep, my son's there. He's playing Hamlet. This, this my is... son. And he's all to be or not to be. Yeah, I can't. I've got my phone ready to hear that that killer line. Alas, poor Yorick. Poor Yorick. I knew him. I knew him. Kind of. We weren't close, but I knew him. I knew him. I saw him. He was a guy. I was a guy. We were both. We were just guys, you know. He was my guy. Guys being dudes, you know. Just guys being dudes. Speaking of guys being dudes, Matt Michaels in 2019. guy he's a dude um who's a dude at the beach it's very yeah that's a guy being a dude at the beach which is why i heard this one i was like oh this is a little uh 
it's a little little island laid back version yeah, which but- i was a, i was into for the first 10 to 20 seconds mm-hmm then you realize um, you'd have been put on hold somewhere, and you're just like, I'm just Yeah, then to get I realized I put Muzak on. <laughs> and I was like, ah, fuck, I should have listened to this all the way God through. God damn it. This is like, yeah, some weather channel, you're on hold bullshit. Um, so <laughs> it's at the fucking TV Guide channel. Yeah, exactly. So I do think this one, like the other one, the previous one, was not energetic and fast, even though it was trying to be. Mm-hmm. This one is trying to be mellow, and I think it pulls it off. Yeah. Because it's just an, you know, it's a soft acoustic guitar, or so. Maybe is there just one? I don't remember. It's just. Yeah, I don't want to listen like, to this version again. If you took a, if like we, the the slow acoustic versions you were talking about, weirdly enough, both of these albums also have a cover of Mr. Jones on them. I, I both mean, of them. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> That's not the point. The thing is, it's like. Sad and slow and soft is a good interpretation of love really hurts. High and energetic, like, ah, this pain, is a good interpretation of love really hurts. Fucking chilling at the beach, like, lounge music, is not a good interpretation of pain. Yeah, this is... Yeah, it's just... It's background music. I was so disappointed when I realized that. I was like, how did I not notice this before? It was irresponsible of me. It was irresponsible, but you you put it together. We put this together late. And I'm regretful. It's it's all good, man. And also, apparently Muzak is a brand name. Really? Yeah. Like, there's a company who makes Muzak, literally, which is this kind of music. Like waiting waiting room music. Derivative forms are vaporwave, baby. What? I'm on the I'm on the Wikipedia page. So it says stylistic origins of Muzak, late music. Cultural origins 1920s to 1950s, United States. Derivative forms of vaporwave. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's funny though. Yeah. So this was not vapor enough, basically, yeah. is what I'm saying. No vapes, no waves. Zero yeah. out of ten. Actually waves. Yep, waves. Are there actually waves in the beginning? I like I don't know if I hallucinated beach noises or if they're actually in there. No, I mean it's got like soft strum guitar, it's got like a clave rhythm. Yeah, it's got uh yeah, that that clave rhythm, it's got the shaker percussion. Is the shaker the clave? Am I Yeah, yeah. shaker. No. The like click is the clave. Yeah, okay, yeah. And uh yeah, yeah. It's, it's just chill and you know, it's meant to to pacify you while you you yeah. stay on the line. And I honestly, at first, I was like, "Okay, all right, this is gonna, this is okay, this it's going." And then it went nowhere. It just repeated itself, Fucking and I was like, nowhere. "Why did this need to be four minutes long?" Because mm-hmm. you get more value for your money. That's right, baby. Let's talk about the next song, which is not a song. It's our final verdict. Ooh, what a twist! Ooh, and this is where we, if we were a higher budget product, we would have some kind of sting. I'd say final verdicts, and it'd be like. Beep, it's a yeah, and it's if it was video, we'd have like a little graphic. Yeah, it would be three D. No, is that? I don't think three D is cool anymore. It would uh, be we, ma- it would be 3D, flat. Ironically, it would be bright colored. It would be like one of those bowling animations. Large, yes, it'd be bowling. <laughs> it'd be, pins for it'd be like reason. a turkey getting shot. 
<laughs> with a like like uh you know those those little guns that use that like spun those foam things yeah it would be that but it'd be like it'd be like lps shooting out of a a gun that stacks them up and they'd just be spinning and they cut the head off of the turkey yeah and like they would shoot blood out and the blood would say like final verdict yeah the blood would say final <laughs> verdict and then like in the background the turkey head would still be stuck mm-hmm. to the the record and it would like open its mouth and start to play the record and be like spinning around for some reason yeah yeah uh yeah so, if you're, we don't so final verdict. animators out there if you guys want to build that for us for you just no make reason that, shout uh, out we will pay you in high fives yeah but you have to come to us you gotta, exactly and we don't live in the same place yeah so it's gonna be a long journey but perhaps the greatest journey all right we got three categories today best version worst version and best b <laughs> category exclusive to artists with b in the name artists with b in the name um Okay. All right. All right, cool. Alex. Cool. Let's start with the worst version to get the negativity out of the way. What is the worst version of this song and why? Yeah, let's just get the negativity out, man. Yeah, let's get the um, out. Like, I thought the worst version was. I'm I'm having trouble choosing between because I really the last two have got to be the worst to me. Right. But, like, which one was worse? Probably <laughs> Rosanna Francesco. Yeah. It's, there was um, less going on, right? <laughs> there, I don't even know, actually. Although it wasn't... It felt flat, definitely. But it at least had, like, an, two things. <laughs> like, I don't know. The violin, I thought, helped a bit. Yeah. It was an interesting choice um, of instrument, but, like, nothing happened with it. But, yeah, I didn't really like either of them. So, I'm going to give it to Rosanna Francesco, but it was fucking close, Matt. Yeah. Don't think you're off the hook now. Matt, um, yeah, it's it's very easy to, to shit on those ones, and I think a good choice. Yep. Um, <laughs> I got to give it to... Uh, I wasn't crazy about Bad Boys Blue, but like even Bad 80s, I can still kind of get behind. Yeah, because it's kind of like fun. Yeah, and Sven Eriks was just like boring. Like, it's fine. It was passable. Yeah. And you know what? I'm giving it to Billy Lofton because it was too long. It was self-important. And it was just... Yeah, like, Billy Lofton was another one. Not I, very good. Was, like, as soon as I heard the beginning... This is... A lot of this... The choices were made based on the first, like, 20 seconds of the song. Oh, yeah. Trust it, me. I know it how to started put these and it was like, together. Uh, uh, you know, and I was like, I have to put this one on the list. I do not regret putting this one no. on the list. That one on the list. But I regret putting, um, like, Matt Michaels over... One of the other ones. Yeah, one of the other guys, probably a guy like Mike Mattel so or many. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Mattel. Bat Bikels. More bees. Yep. Yeah, that was it's just a bad version. Um, let's talk about the best version, Alex, which is it and why? What is the best version of this one? I liked a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um hmm. Damn. There were a few. Probably the ones I liked the most were Brian B. and Pepita Slappers. Yeah. They were both fun versions. And I think I think I have to give it to Brian B. Because I don't know. He didn't change much, but I think he just did a really solid job. Yeah. He just, like, came in and fucking did it, dude. Yeah. And, like, did it well. And, and it what, didn't feel... It wasn't, like, a boring same-same thing. He yeah. did a few, like... 
it, rhythm change-ups are always something I like. Yeah. Um. So when I was like, time to sing along, and I fuck up, yeah, you're in my good books. Exactly. So way to go, Double B. And then he puts in that nice little bridge where he does the, he gets to flex on his vocals a bit and do the little sparkly piano. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that feels fun. So yeah, that's who's getting it. You get you you can get it, yeah, Brian B. Best version or who can get it, <laughs> Brian B. Brian B. <laughs> I like honestly, if like, I might consider Pita Slappers if uh, Rockabilly wasn't an enemy of the podcast. So uh, I thought Rockabilly style was an enemy of the podcast. It's uh, it's a bit of both. If you're if you're it's going around preaching the the Rockabilly music, you're promoting the style. I think. Right. Actually, I looked it up because I was a little curious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if I've mentioned this before or not because we've talked about Rockabilly before. Yes. And um. When I looked up Rockabilly, there's Rockabilly music, which is from, like, the 50s. And it was just a combination of, like, country music at the time and rock music at the time. Right. Hence Rockabilly. Because mm-hmm. apparently they sometimes called country music hillbilly music. That's right. Um, which is the sound of, like... Hey, hey, I got an idea. Sorry, I'm sorry Cadillac to interrupt ranch. you. But oh, think about is it, this. this is... If you mix country music with vaporwave, what do you get? Chillbilly music. Chillbilly. <laughs> All right, so we got to do that. Right. You were mentioning Cadillac Ranch, though. Yeah, Cadillac Ranch is a rockabilly song mm. in that style. Okay. Um, so rockabilly. What's southern rock then? That's like um, that's an interesting term because I've heard a lot of things called southern rock. I've heard um, Leonard Skinner called southern rock. Uh-huh. But I've also heard they, they have a song where they use the word she gator. That's probably it. Yeah, that's gotta <laughs> be it. I've also heard CCR referred to as Southern Rock. Are they from the South? They're from like California. Yeah, but they sing about bayous. That's right. Um, and running through the so, jungle. Yeah, how it is better uh, to anyway. Do it. Anyway, so. There's also another term, rockabilly style, uh-huh. which is separate from the music. Really? And it refers to, imagine, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, a music video put out by our good friend, Scott Bradley. Uh, I must. What is the lead singer who's female wearing? She's wearing a, a dress that's like polka dots uh-huh. or stripes or something. Right. That is that is rockabilly fashion. Hmm. She's probably got like her hair tied up with a little scarf thing. Right. Yeah. So that is. So you can play rockabilly without dressing rockabilly style. Exactly. So they they can be two different things. Mm. Well, that said, I'm still not giving it to Pepita Slappers. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Just about <laughs> going to Brian slappers. B, baby. Yeah. Have fun with the have fun with the northern Swedish. Um, rockabilly scene. It sounds very interesting. Yeah. I gotta say, forever I find myself I'll, I'll in Sweden, by. I'm definitely gonna try to check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian B, way to go, man. Way to go, Alex. Best B, give it to me. Best B. Uh, but uh, I really like the B in blue of Bad Boys Blue. I think that's a good B. <laughs> it's a solid B. Yeah. I'd like the B in Brian B, not the first B in his name, but the the, the solo B. The second B, yeah. I think it's doing a B. lot of work. It's like it could go anywhere, you know. It it represents possibilities. Mm-hmm. It's like 
it, it's just a B word. It's just a B. It could be anything. Could be any B. Could word. be the full B. It could be a, a B standing for something else. It could just be B. Yeah, B. Maybe I don't know. All right, that's been our final verdict. If you you have a similar opinion, a different opinion, or you just want to talk about a cover we missed, because there's a lot, hit us up on sure Twitter are. hashtag CoverMePod at Jake the Cressy. That's J A K E T H E C R E S S Y, or at some Alex Wise guy. That's S O M E A L E X W I S E G U Y. You can Boom! Also, you can also... I actually did something on Twitter this week. Yeah, I saw that. I briefly. liked it. Quick question though: yep. Were you guys retweeting each other, or were you guys commenting we were on each commenting. other's tweets? Well, I retweeted because okay, mine once. looked different to me, so I wasn't sure if I did the same thing you guys did. I think did you or did not. the same thing, Alex. I can check okay. for you though. That's good. I'll check my mentions. I'll check my menchies, as we call them. Uh, 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 um, let's see. Let's see here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more reply. That's uh, Alex Mildenberger. Cool. Way to go, All right, Alex. It looked, just looked different, and I wasn't sure, and I wanted to learn the system. You're learning the system, Alex. Now you're part of it. Good. Welcome, my oh, son. Shit. Welcome to the machine. Oh, damn it. Um, you can send well, us questions or uh, suggestions know. about what we should cover next, or just uh, nice compliments at our email address. That's covermepod at gmail.com. That's C-O-V-E-R-M-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. And now for our bonus segment, a question in which I, 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 I'll ask Alex a question that I definitely prepared beforehand. Oh, um, thanks for preparing. Yeah, it's, I'm very good at preparing. Um, Alex, if you were a Billy Joel song, which one would you be and why? If I was a Billy Joel song? Yeah. Hmm, I would not be the entertainer. No. I would not be scenes from an Italian restaurant. Okay. Um, I would not be. No. Um, I would not be keeping the faith. Okay. I might be keeping the faith. All right. <laughs> All right. I can keep that one on the table. Okay. Um. What about Uptown Girl? Would you be Uptown Girl? Uh, I probably wouldn't be Uptown Girl. Okay. I probably wouldn't be Piano Man. Um, I would probably be a later Billy Joel song. Would you be, uh, The Stranger? Uh, no, I don't think I would be The Stranger. Um, I think I would probably be either, mm-hmm. um, the Down Easter Alexa. Because <laughs> you have been a Russian fisherman. Yes. Uh, Leningrad. Because you have been a, a been clown. A, yeah. a Russian circus clown. Um... Or, yeah, Keeping the Faith is still on the table. Mm-hmm. So one of those three. I'm having trouble narrowing it down, though. What about you? Um, I'd be, we didn't start the fire, because I also haven't done a lot of shit and like to tell people about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Leningrad, then. In grad. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I am both um, a Russian circus clown and... An American guy who brought his daughter to meet a Russian circus clown. Yeah. For reasons I forget. For reasons that are unclear. You sure you wouldn't be an innocent man? (laughs) Well, that might make sense, too. Uh, You know. Pretty suspicious, Alex. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
No, I would, I would be, and so it goes. <laughs> that would be me, actually. After all this narrowing down, it was right in front of right. me. Right. I would be just the way you are. Let's just keep listening to Billy Joel songs for <laughs> yeah. a while. I would be get it right the first time. Except I That's, didn't. Is, that is the main thing. Yeah. No, I would not be. I would so not be get it right the first time. Uh, too busy fucking it up. Man. Yeah, if y'all know which Billy Joel song you would be, hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag Chili Joel. <laughs> yes. My, my hashtag my Billy Joel jam. My Joel jam. My Joel. My Bill- Joel Sona. My Billy Sona? Track. Billy. Billy Sona. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hashtag my Billy Sona. My Billy Jolna. My Billy Jolna. My. Yep. And yeah, hashtag my Billy Jolna. And uh, tell us what Billy Joel song you are. This has been. Be sure to rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to us. Tell your friends about us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, the Podbean, Pod Scene, Podcatcher, Pod Snatcher, Pod em Up, Pod em Down, Pod em All Around, Pod Pod Pod, Pod Me Baby, Pod Me Baby, Pod Me Baby All Night Long, Pod 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 Pod, and as we always say, uncover me, cover me really hurts without you, the listener. <laughs>